Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me on this Black Friday edition of Overtime. I hope you all had a happy, pleasant, fun Thanksgiving. It's a busy night here on the sports front here in the district. The Caps pick up their first regulation win in almost like two weeks. So they've really been struggling. They get a big-time win uh, over the Calgary Flames by a score of 3 to nothing. It'll bring their record to 9-10-3 on the season. The Caps' roommate over at Capital One Arena, the Wizards in action tonight as well. They're on the road in Miami taking on the heat. That one's set to tip off at about 8 o'clock. It's the rubber match uh, between those two, the Wizards, Picked up the win in overtime against Miami last night, last Friday, excuse me, from Capital One Arena. Miami, though, getting the better of a shorthanded Wizards squad Wednesday night. Kyle Kuzma, 33 points for the Wiz in a losing effort. And Kyle Kuzma off to a hell of a start uh, this year. It'll be interesting to see who the Wiz will have in the lineup tonight. They were without Bradley Beal, Rui Hachimura, and Monty Morris on Wednesday night. Uh, in their loss to the Heat. Beal missing, I believe it was his second straight game with a quad contusion. Rui dealing with an ankle sprain and Monty Morris uh, dealing with an ankle sprain as well. We'll spend most of our time here tonight talking commanders as they have a huge showdown Sunday at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Nikki Javala of the Washington Post uh, will join us at about 6.30, give or take, uh, to give us the latest on the burgundy and gold. She was out in Ashburn earlier this afternoon for practice. So we'll get the scoop 
uh, from her on the plan for Washington at a couple of key spots. Uh, like I said, though, big-time game coming up Sunday. The Commanders red hot right now. Winners of five out of their last six. And it really feels like this team has definitely uh, turned a corner after starting the season one and four. And whenever you have a type of turnaround like this, a lot of credit to go around. When you talk about why this group has gotten back on track, Taylor Heineke has provided the offense with a spark at the quarterback position. Terry McLaurin, much more involved uh, offensively as they're making a concerted effort to get him the football. And like the star he is, he's answered the bell. Heading into Sunday, uh, Terry McLaurin currently ninth in the National Football League in receiving yards, and he's eighth in yards per catch. Really living up to the big money contract he signed this summer. And for all of us that know Terry McLaurin, do we expect anything different? I mean, obviously, uh, Terry and Carson Wentz's report early on in the season, not strong, but it made sense. Terry not participating in mandatory minicamp, not participating uh, in the OTA sessions as he tried to work out uh, the details on his contract extension. But now that Taylor Heineke's back in the fold, Terry McLaurin becoming a much bigger part uh, of this commander's offense. So make no mistake about it. When we talk about the offensive reasons as to why this team has been able to turn it around and win five out of, out of their last six, doesn't really have anything to do with the passing game. It has a lot to do with the running game. And right now, the Washington Commanders have a new found identity on that side of the football. I don't even want to say new found identity. They have an identity now. Earlier on in the season, the first five weeks of this year, Washington did not know who they were offensively. And it's not hard to understand why. When you go out and trade the, the draft capital that you did to acquire a quarterback like Carson Wentz and you're paying him $28 million and you sign Terry McLaurin to a big money contract and you sign Curtis Samuel to a big money contract the season before, you draft wide receiver Jahan Dotson with your first round pick. It was easy to see why Washington was having a little bit of difficulty trying to figure out who exactly they were offensively now, though, really dating back to Carson's last start uh, on Thursday night against the Chicago Bears. It's very clear who the Washington Commanders are offensively. They're a physical, tough, nasty group that wants to get after you and punch you in your freaking face on a night-in and night-out basis. And for the past six or seven weeks, they've done a really good job doing that. The question that I always bring up in the thing that I always try to warn people of and caution people of when we talk about the newfound success of this Washington Commanders offense is can they sustain it, right? Because if you look at it, during this street, during this stretch of play where they've won five out of their last six, Washington's averaging north of 30 rushing attempts per contest. They're able to do that because they're having success on first and second down. There aren't a lot of negative plays. You aren't seeing the self-inflicted wounds like the penalties and the false starts and things of that nature. Playing that style of ball that Washington is playing only works if you can continue uh, to play clean football the way that they are. And right now, based on what the schedule says, there's no reason as to why they can't continue uh, to do this. But as we look ahead at this Washington Commanders season, like I said, you got the big-time showdown Sunday against Atlanta. But then after that, it gets a little bit tougher uh, to predict just how good this Washington Commanders football team is going to be. Last night, we all watched it on Thanksgiving. The New York Giants getting schlacked 
by the Dallas Cowboys. That's going to be the opponent of the Washington Commanders coming up here in two out of their next three games. Washington at home Sunday against Atlanta, but then after that, they're on the road against the New York Giants the following week. They have a bye week, and then they're at home playing the New York Giants. The question is, for this Washington Commanders football team, how far can this group go? What is the ceiling of this football team? And is it time we start talking about the Commanders amongst the NFC's elite? Is it about time that we start talking about the Washington Commanders as a lock to make the postseason? We'll get to that and plenty more here on this Black Friday edition of Overtime. You all know how I get down. It's the People Show. Tap in with me all show long, one of two ways. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP is how you reach me on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we're going to take a deeper look at what I just said. Is it time that we start looking at the Washington Commanders as a serious contender in the NFC playoff picture? I'll tell you what I think next. This is the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Youngers in Charge Movement, Linnell Willingham here with you on this Black Friday edition of Overtime. Got a couple of guests stopping by the program before we Sign off at about 7.30. Nikki Javala, who covers the Washington Commanders for the Washington Post, set to join us uh, at about 6.30. At 7 o'clock, we'll scout the opponent a little bit in a much different way than you all are used to. Uh, Atlanta Falcons rookie defensive tackle Derek Tangelo set to join us at about 7 o'clock. Uh, he'll give us the latest on the Falcons in whatever way that he can without giving out uh, trade secrets. So that'll be uh, definitely a fun listen. Make sure you're tapped in at about 7 o'clock uh, for my conversation with Falcons rookie defensive tackle Derek Tangelo. Speaking of the Falcons, though, the Washington Commanders opponent uh, for Sunday and a huge game from FedEx Field on a day in which they are officially unveiling the Sean Taylor uh, memorial statue. So that is... uh. 
definitely just adds to the intrigue of Sunday's contest, and it gives the Washington Commanders something else to play for, another bit of added motivation as to why, you know, they got to go full throttle and continue to keep their foot on the gas despite Atlanta maybe being looked at as an inferior opponent. I think it's huge uh, for Washington if they want to reach their goals for this season. This is another big-time test for them. We understood last weekend that they were going to go into Houston to beat the Texans. Everybody expected that. A lot of you were upset that it wasn't in blowout fashion. Let me tell you this. Sunday, when the Atlanta Falcons come to town, if Washington does not come with the same attitude and effort, man, I just think, I just think, you know, you might get upset (laughs) on your home field. But that probably seems like the most unlikely scenario for Sunday. Sunday is huge for a lot of reasons, some of which I just mentioned. But if you're the Washington Commanders, right, and you're now in a position where people are starting to talk about you nationally. I was watching Good Morning Football this morning, and the folks on their set, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, were talking about, you know, how good is this Washington Commanders team? Are we buying this team uh, to make the postseason? And it was some interesting conversation and discussion that was had. The fact that they're... The fact that they've turned their season around the way that they have after starting off one and four, if you would have told me about five or six weeks ago that the day after Thanksgiving and the, and the, the game after Thanksgiving, Washington would be in pretty much a playoff game, I would have told you you were crazy. But that's the reality right now. This football team has done a complete 180 and have changed their fortunes for the rest of the season. They're now being looked at as a real threat in the NFC. I think it's time for us to really not only just look at them as a threat in the NFC, but look at them as a threat across the National Football League. Yesterday really proved to me the amount of parity that we have in the NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles, going into that Monday night game where Washington upset them, were being looked at as the upper echelon elite team in the National Football League. Philadelphia was looked at as the big brother of the NFC. Philly, Buffalo, and the Kansas City Chiefs right now are the three teams that if you poll folks nationally, they'll tell you, hey, those three teams right now are playing at their own level. Those three teams are damn near playing a different sport. Washington went and slayed the beast that was the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night in dominating fashion. And yesterday, as I'm watching the Thanksgiving contest, the Detroit Lions taking the Buffalo Bills down to the wire. It really goes to show you, man, that this 2022 NFL season is as wide open as we've ever seen it. And it's about what team is going to get hot at the right time. Which brings me to the discussion of luck. Is it time to start talking about Washington amongst the contenders in the National Football League? I mentioned what they were able to do last Monday night, two Monday nights ago, going into enemy territory, knocking off the undefeated Eagles. There's more evidence other than that, though. The week before, they took the Minnesota Vikings, who were then 7-1 and at the time, down to the wire. And we were a Taylor Heineke interception away from potentially 
upsetting that football team. You all saw what they did last night. Kirk Cousins and company have that offense humming right now. But this commander's defense was able to hold that group to just 20 points. You go back even further to when Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback of this football team. You lost 21-17 to at home to the Tennessee Titans. Another game that went down to the wire. So with all that information that we've got, don't you think it's time we should start don't you think it's time for us to start looking at Washington as one of the elite teams in the National Football League? This defense, this defense is playing at not just a playoff level. This defense is playing at a championship level right now. And that's where it starts for this group. The Washington Commanders have a formula that's built for December and January. They want to run the football. They want to control the line of scrimmage. And they want their quarterback, who is Taylor Heineke, to be a game manager. They don't want their quarterback to get outside of himself. This isn't the Buffalo Bills. This isn't the Kansas City Chiefs. This isn't the Philadelphia Eagles. Washington's not asking that much from the quarterback position. Washington's not requiring the quarterback to have that much weight and pressure on his shoulders. And guess what? I love it. I love it. And here's why. For the reasons I just mentioned. The style of football that they're playing is perfect for December and January. Playoff time. Right? The style of football that they're playing right now is going to keep them in each and every game, especially the way this commander's defense is playing. That's why I say they're playing at a championship level. It doesn't matter if it's Philadelphia. It doesn't matter if it's Buffalo. It doesn't matter if it's Kansas City. As long as this Washington commander's defense comes out to play the way that they've been playing over the last seven or eight weeks, they're going to have a shot to beat anybody on their schedule. When you look at the performance of this defense, though, and the reason why I'm saying they're playing at a championship level, the numbers prove it. They have been dominant. They have been dominant. in a lot of the most important statistical areas on the defensive side of the football. Washington right now leads the National Football League as a team in tackles for loss. This defensive front, spearheaded by John Allen, and Deron Payne, and Montez Sweat. That group, that group right now is playing as good as anybody in all the National Football League. When you lead the NFL in tackles for loss, it just shows how dominant your front is. And that's something that's something that's going to be able to carry over with you into December and January as it continues to get cold outside. You think opposing offensive lines want to go up against this group? You think a team like Buffalo who wants to throw the football around the yard 40-plus times a game, you think they want to see a pass rush as ferocious as Washington's? Hell no. Now, obviously, we know that's not possible, and that's not the case because Buffalo plays in the AFC. But it goes to my point that I'm trying to make here. This commander's defense, this commander's defense, in combination with the ball control style of football that they're playing offensively, It allows us to start having conversation about whether or not the Washington Commanders should be looked at as one of the top teams in the NFC. 
And the way this defense is playing, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say, hell, damn just the NFC. Maybe they should be looked at as a contender across the entire National Football League. Because like I said, yesterday I learned a hell of a lot as I'm eating my turkey, my mac and cheese, my seafood salad. I'm watching and I'm learning a hell of a lot about the rest of the National Football League. The performance that Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills put on Sunday against Detroit. That's your that's your AFC Super Bowl representative? That's supposed to be the big, bad, scary team out in the AFC? I don't think so. Not with the inconsistent quarterback play that they've gotten. Yes, I'm talking about JA-17, Josh Allen. Yes, I'm talking about Josh Allen. He has been average, to say the least here. Josh Allen's last five games, he's completing 59% of his passes. Throwing for only 241 yards per game. He's got six touchdowns. And he's got seven pickles. It's a 76 quarterback rating. The Bills offense have come back down to earth. And now they've got big news on the injury front. Von Miller carted out of yesterday's game. We heard the reports earlier today. He survived the gruesome injury that we all thought he had, which was a torn ACL. He survived that. But according to multiple outlets, this is from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, he suffered a tear to his lateral meniscus. He's going to be out at least one to two weeks, and then the Bills will reevaluate him uh, at that point. But it looks like right now that Bills defense is also taking a huge hit. But like I said, though, it's about what team is going to get hot at the right time. And I feel like the Washington Commanders winners of five out of their last six playing good football might just be getting hot at the right time. And it's about time maybe we start looking at them as one of the top units in all the National Football League. Defensively, I told you, they're playing at a championship level right now, 12th right now in points per game. In their last three weeks, the Washington Commanders ranked sixth in points per game, given up. Like I said, this defense for whatever reason, has turned a corner. And there are a couple of reasons why. The big one for me was the move of Benjamin St. Juice being pushed out to that outside corner spot, trading William Jackson III. Those were the moves that I felt like really spearheaded this turnaround for Washington defensively. But this defensive front, though, as I mentioned, right now is as good as any in all the National Football League. They're doing things right now on defense that's just special, right? Anytime you're able to lead the National Football League in quarterback hits and tackles for loss, lets me know, man, you're playing at a championship level. During the first five games of the season, the Washington Commanders, one and four, allowing 26 points per game. They had one takeaway and were giving up 346 yards offense per contest. Their last six games, in which they've won five out of their last six, they're only giving up 15.8 points per game. They're giving up only 275 yards of total offense, and they've got 12 takeaways. What I say about a defense getting hot at the right time, you're seeing it right now with the Washington Commanders. The numbers are staggering. Next-gen stats. 
was watching NFL Network this morning. They put a beautiful graphic up that really also speaks to just how well this commander's defense is playing. Right now, the Washington Commanders are pressuring quarterbacks at a 34.2% clip. That's third in all of the National Football League. Yeah, not 12th or 11th. That's third in all the National Football League. They're doing things right now. They're doing things right now that are proving why they're a championship defense. They're proving why they're an upper echelon group. I mentioned the pressure rate. The commander's fourth in the NFL in pressure rate when only rushing four guys. You want to talk about why this defense has had the turnaround that they've had? It's numbers like that. Offensively, I told you they figured out their identity. That's, that's helped as well. Because this commander's offense is playing in sync right now with this commander's defense and this commander's special teams. Complimentary football is the name of the game here with this group. And as long as the Washington Commanders offensively continue to hold up their end of the bargain, picking up first downs, not putting themselves in third and long situations, continuing to not have negative plays, averaging three yards in a cloud of dust, as long as they can continue that formula and dominate time of possession, like I said, they're going to be in any and every game that they play in. I don't give a damn who they're lined up across from. Buffalo? Dallas, Philadelphia, the Chiefs, the Dolphins. It doesn't matter. I'm willing to put this commander's defense up against anybody in the entire National Football League. That's what I've learned about this group here in the last six or seven weeks or so. That's some more numbers on this Washington commander's defense that really speak to their turnaround. Last year, one of the Achilles heels of this group, one of the big issues for this Washington Commanders football team was their inability to get off the field on third down. Last year, they were historically bad in that category. Even going back to the preseason, that was one of the areas that we were like, hmm, well, if it doesn't get any better in this category, they're really going to struggle. Worry none. Worry no more. The Commanders defense right now, one of the best third down units in all the National Football League. They're third an opponent third down conversion percentage. They're getting it done in every phase of the game right now defensively. And when you're turning teams over the way that they are here in the past five weeks, it really helps your cause. Big test for them, though, Sunday with the Atlanta Falcons coming to town. Atlanta uh, dealing with some attrition themselves on the offensive side of the football. Uh, star tight end Kyle Pitts going to miss uh, Sunday's game with a knee injury. Washington having some attrition of their own, though, on the defensive side of the football. Starting cornerback, Benjamin St. Juice, one of the guys that I credited for this commander's in-season turnaround, officially ruled out with an ankle injury. So it'll be interesting to see what the commanders do at the cornerback spot. But it's not like they're going up against a high-octane Atlanta Falcons offense. This is a Falcons offense that struggled, <laughs> uh, to say the least, here in the 2022 season. Coming in, Atlanta averaging just 23 points a game. So this isn't some type of high-octane offense. This isn't a group that puts much fear in your heart as an opposing defense. I will say this, though. The big 6'5", rookie wideout, Drake London from USC, he's going to be active Sunday. And the fact that Washington doesn't have Benjamin St. Juice 
to try and combat that gives me some worry. Gives me a little bit of cause for concern. I still think, though, that because it's Marcus Mariota under center, Washington should have no issues corralling him and keeping him in the pocket. Washington should have no issue with limiting this command, this, uh, this Atlanta Falcons offense. Atlanta last weekend in their game at home against the Chicago Bears, Marcus Mariota only throws for 130 yards. So they're not scaring you <laughs> vertically at all with this offense. They're not explosive at all. But they have an identity. They know who they are. The Atlanta Falcons want to run the football. That's it. The Atlanta Falcons want to beat you up up front, just like the commanders do. But on the flip side, this matchup for Washington is beautiful. Coming in to Sunday, the Atlanta Falcons boast the 21st-ranked rushing defense in the National Football League. And if you go back and really look at the numbers from the last month, the Atlanta Falcons ranked 26th in the NFL in rushing defense. So Washington right now has everything that they want in front of them. This is an ideal matchup for you. If you're talking about the commanders. The Falcons, what did I say they want to do? They want to run the football. Well, the commanders, pretty damn good at stopping the run. Washington, coming into Sunday, ranked sixth in the entire National Football League in opponent rushing yards allowed per contest. This is an elite group. (laughs) And guess what? They might be getting some addition. They might be getting some additional help Sunday with Chase Young officially being listed as questionable uh, for Sunday. We all know the big-time ACL injury that he's trying to work his way back from. If you add Chase Young to this Washington Commander's defensive front, good luck uh, for opposing offensive coordinators. I want to hear from you guys, though. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You heard what I just said. The Washington Commanders, winners of five out of their last six, is it too soon to start talking about the Washington Commanders amongst the contenders in the NFC? Is it too soon to start talking about the Washington Commanders as contenders and not just the NFC, but the entire National Football League? The way that they're playing right now, defensively, getting after the quarterback, stopping the run, turning teams over, that in combination with their newfound identity offensively, the sky's the limit for this group. The question is, though, how good can this group be? What is the ceiling for the 2022 Washington Commanders? We'll take your calls. Plus, we got Nikki Javala of the Washington Post coming up at about 6.30 at 7 o'clock. We'll hear from Atlanta Falcons rookie defensive tackle Derek Tangelo. All that and more next here on Overtime. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Here on this Black Friday edition of Overtime. Talking all things Washington Commanders right now. We'll have some help to do that. Coming up at about 6.30, Nikki Javala, Commanders beat writer for the Washington Post, set to join the show. I'll ask her the same question I'm asking you all out there right now on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. The question is... Is it time we start looking at the Washington Commanders as a legit playoff contender? And not just the NFC, but the entire National Football League. I think we've reached a point right now. Winners are five out of their last six. They've competed with the upper echelon in all of the National Football League. Talking about your Tennessees, your Minnesota, your Philadelphia's, Dallas. Washington's had competitive outings against each of those football teams. Winners are five out of their last six. Defensively, I feel like they're playing at a championship level right now. Is it time, though, that we start taking this group a little bit more seriously? So I want to ask you guys. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Now, I gave you all some of the numbers to back up what I'm trying to say here. But when you look at this commander's defense, man, and you look at their turnaround, and you look at why the turnarounds happened, it gives me good reason to believe, man, this is something, and and, and this is an effort and a performance that they can get against anybody in the National Football League. There is Pro Bowl-level talent on each level of this defense right now. We know about the defensive front, but don't sleep. On the performance of second-year linebacker Jamin Davis coming into his own, wearing the green dot on his helmet the last three weeks, indicating that he's been the one calling the defenses. That's the telltale sign of a huge step forward from him in his growth and development. When you look at this secondary, led by Benjamin St. Just and Cameron Curl and Derek Forrest, that group, that group is pretty damn good. This Washington defense, in the last five weeks, third in rush defense DVOA, ninth in defensive DVOA in Heineke starts, behind only the Cowboys, Seahawks, and Eagles in the NFC. They're third in percentage of explosive plays allowed in rushes of 12 yards or more and receptions of 16 yards or more. This group has turned it around in pretty much every facet 
of the game. I told you defensively why I think we should start respecting this group as one of the best in the league. Flip things over to the offensive side of the football. And when you do that and you look at some of the offensive numbers, man, it gives you a little bit of pushback on just how good this group can be. I've been on record multiple times saying, the Washington Commanders right now are winning football games in spite of Taylor Heineke in this offense, not because of Taylor Heineke in this offense. But that means that the offense has been all bad under Taylor Heineke. Look, the numbers don't wow you by any stretch of the imagination. It's two straight weeks without a touchdown toss for Taylor Heineke. But, but, Washington, offensively, right now, since Taylor Heineke's taken over, ranks second in average distance to go on third down at 5.6 yards. You know what that has to do with? This rushing attack. And when you're averaging three yards a pop and you're running the ball 40 times a game, my math people out there, it's not too difficult of math, that puts you in a lot of third and four or less situations. And what that does for this offense is it takes the predictability away. If your offensive coordinator is Scott Turner and you're lined up in a third and four situation, opposing defenses don't know if you're going to run the ball or pass the ball. And it might seem like something that's so simple, but for an offense that through the first five weeks of the season didn't have any type of balance, it's huge right now that they're able to play this style of football. I mentioned the impact that that has on the defense. Washington right now ranks ninth since Taylor Heineke's taken over in drives ending in a three and out. 16.7% of the time. What that does is that allows this ferocious, big, bad wolf defense to get a little bit of a break from time from time to time, right? How many times earlier in the season were we blaming this commander's offense for the defense struggling? Their inability to pick up first down to move the chains on a consistent basis. It takes its toll uh, on a defense. But Washington here in the last five weeks Ever since Taylor Heineke's taken over as the starter, we've seen them play that complimentary football. The question I always ask, though, is, is it sustainable? How long can they rely on this three yards in a cloud of dust formula? How long can Taylor Heineke have the horseshoe up his ass? Because let's be honest, he has been extremely lucky. He's gotten extremely lucky uh, during his five starts. And I got some numbers right here to prove it. This is via Pro Football Focus. Taylor Heineke, in his five starts, has 11 turnover-worthy plays. That nearly quadruples the amount of big-time plays, big-time throws, excuse me, that he's had with three. What happens in games when the running game doesn't work? What type of offense are we going to see? What type of football team are we going to see? Because they've been very reliant on the running game, which is no problem. The problem becomes, though, is when it's not working, right? What happens if the running game doesn't work in games? What happens if this run-first approach doesn't work anymore? It puts all the pressure on Taylor Heineke. It puts all the pressure on offensive coordinator Scott Turner. I wonder, though, if this is sustainable. That's the big question I've had with this. People, people want to come at me and say I'm a hater and I'm not a believer in what's going on and I'm, 
I'm focusing on the negatives when there's positive things going on. I'm a realist. That's the difference between me and a lot of other folks that I share these airways with. I'm real about it. I don't have any cut cards. I'm not worried about getting any access revoked. I can say what I want. And the facts are the facts are the facts. Yes. Yes, the Washington Commanders right now are winners of five out of their last six. Yes, this defense is playing at a championship level. The only question mark right now that exists with, that, that exists with this group, and it's a huge question mark, is the quarterback position. What happens? What happens when this running game isn't working? What happens when Taylor Heineke's got to put this football team on his right shoulder? How will they respond? Hopefully, we won't have to find that out because his defense will continue to play well and the running game will continue to work. But if those circumstances change, I really wonder the upside uh, of this group. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines wide open, 1-800-636-1067. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. The question is simple. The Commanders, winners of five out of their last six. They've went toe-to-toe with some of the contenders in the National Football League, the Titans, the Vikings, the Eagles. Is it time that we start talking about Washington amongst the contenders in the NFC? Let's go to Chase in D.C. on tap. What's going on, Chase? Man, what are you smoking? What you I- cannot make an argument that the team that beats the Texans is somehow now destined to the playoffs. We have two games left with the Giants. We always split or lose both. For sure, we're going to lose one. This is an 8-8 eight and eight team, best-case scenario. What's going to happen? They're going to shut down the running game, and Tyler uh, uh, Haneke is not going to be able to carry this team to a playoff. No way. Why do you feel like that? Well, let's take a look at what happens every year. People believe in this team. They think they're going to go See, somewhere. This is, this is, this is my You're problem. You're not going to have on, it without Chase. a good offer. Hold on, Chase. Without this a good is my offer. problem. This is my problem with folks like you and this fan base. I don't give a rat's ass about what's happened in previous years. We are in the 2022 season. So unless that's the reason and why Tyler things don't Heineke succeed, is your quarterback. For now. Tyler, and you're not going to win with that. Well, they've won five out of their last six, buddy. So and they lost four before that, and they'll lose and another And who is the four. quarterback? Who is the quarterback? You really think Tyler's going to carry your own, You're ignoring you're, your own details, You're smoking some serious, some serious good stuff, my friend. Pass it on. I will, and I appreciate the call. That's, that's the issue that I have, though. That's the issue that a lot of people seem to have. Chase isn't out of bounds for what he thinks. Because I gave you the numbers here. Taylor Heineke in his five starts, 11 turnover-worthy plays, three big-time throws. How long, how long can Washington keep that up? I happen to think that before season's end, Carson Wentz will be the starting quarterback of this football team. I've always been of the belief that Carson Wentz gives this offense the best chance to win. Carson Wentz provides this offense with the most upside because of his ability to push the football down the field. The thing that I do give credit to Taylor Heineke for is his mobility and his moxie. And those are things that matter. 
those are things those are things that, that are going to take you to the promised land to the next level. Those are things that you can rely on moving forward. Taylor Heineke has shown you the ability to get out of to get out of pressure and to get out of dodge. There is reason to believe that hey, maybe this doesn't last. Maybe we are living a pipe dream right now. Maybe this is a fairy tale scenario. But man, look, I agree with the last caller. I don't think Taylor Heineke's worth a damn at the quarterback position. I don't think he's a starter in the National Football League. But guess what? That's who we've got to work with right now. I do believe this, though, and I've said it multiple times. If you're a regular listener to me, you know this. I don't give a damn who's under center playing quarterback right now for the Washington Commanders. The way this defense is playing, you're going to have a shot to beat anybody, right? The way this defense is playing, you're going to be in each and every game this year. I gave you some of the numbers on the Washington Commanders' defense. The fact that this team has forced 12 turnovers in the last six games lets you know what type of ball they're playing in, that they're playing right now. And over that five-game stretch, over that six-game stretch, the Washington Commanders lead the NFL in turnover margin. That's how you win football games. And the formula that they're going with right now offensively, the three yards in the cloud of dust, that's how you win in December and January. When it's time to put on your big boy pants and it gets cold outside and you got to muscle the hell up and figure out who's with it and who's not, I'm betting on the commanders seven days out of the week and twice on Sundays. They have been physically imposing their will on other teams. The other night I was on here, I dubbed it exotic smash mouth football. Anytime you're running the football 40 damn times a game, lets you know, man, you're just bigger and badder than your opponent. We saw it on Monday night against the Eagles, one of the best defensive fronts in football. We saw it last week against the Texans. We've seen it now on multiple different occasions. This group, this group is one of the best in the entire National Football League, and they're playing at a championship level. And when you do that, you got a chance to beat anybody in the National Football League. Let's go to Ronald at D.C. One tap in. What's going on, Ronald? Hello? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, you said my name wrong. That's why I didn't know you were talking to me. <laughs> nah, it says Ronald. Well, yeah. But nah, you're good, man. We're, yeah, we're going to get it situated. Look, do you think the commanders are legitimate playoff contenders? We're um at, the defense playing good enough. Yeah, we're legit. Uh, with with at the half, I think we're a legit playoff team. If the defense keep doing what they doing, and Heineken do not turn the ball over, it shows what we can do. And we did that twice when he he threw a touchdown, but he didn't turn the ball over. But we won. If he can keep on doing that, and our defense gonna keep playing good, cause you know we just that good. And I'm like you, man. I'm with the Redskins seven days a week. Well, the Commanders seven days a week and twice on Sundays, man. And I think we're going to get it done. Hey, Ron, I appreciate the call, my man. Let's go to Jay in South Riding with Sam. What's going on, Jay? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, listen. So, can you hear me? I got you. I appreciate you. So, the the thing that I wanted to point out is, You there, Jay? 
We lost Jack. Let's go to Steve in Maryland. What's happening? What's going on, Steve? Hello. Yep, got you, buddy. Yeah. Are you there? Do you have something yes, to say? Yes, sir, I am here. I'm sorry. I, little miscommunication there. You lost your last caller. All, all I had to say is George Allen said it back in the early 70s. Might have been the 60s, late 60s. I don't know. But George Allen made the statement. I've said it before. And you're all hollering about the defense, okay? George Allen said, you give me a defense and a, and a field goal kicker, and I will win the game. And that's what he said, and that's what you're preaching. It's all good. Hey, Steve, I appreciate the call, my man. John and Herndon wants to happen. What's going on, John? Hi, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Okay. So, you know, to answer your question, under the current playoff structure, yes, the Commanders are a playoff team. But, you know, we're talking about a pretty diluted league. But putting that aside, I absolutely agree with you that this is defenses in the league. It has really gelled. I remember how all panicked we were after three games at the beginning of the season, and Jack Del Rio was next on the on the on the chopping block. The defense has come together. Taylor Heineke, he's fine for now, but yeah, he's not a starting NFL quarterback. But I do worry about Carson coming back because the man just stays too long in the pocket and you know has the slowest release. But yeah, they're a playoff contender, absolutely. Hey, John, I appreciate your call, my man. He brings up an interesting point talking about Carson Wentz. Um, look, we had this discussion pretty much all this week. I'm at a point right now where I don't necessarily trust Taylor Heineke, okay? And there's a reason why I don't trust Taylor Heineke. It's part of the numbers I just gave you. In his five starts, four and one, hasn't thrown a touchdown in his last two starts, but Taylor Heineke, in five starts, has 11 turnover-worthy plays. How many turnovers does Taylor Heineke have during that time period? The strip sack against Philadelphia, the interception against Philadelphia, the interception against the Packers, and that's it. You know how many more dropped interceptions were in that, were in the, that, that sample size that we're talking about? That's why I made the reference of, well, maybe when the horseshoe removes itself from Taylor Heineke, maybe we'll get a true look. Maybe we'll get a true look at just how this offense is going to look. I do know this, though. That portion of it is not sustainable. The 11 turnover-worthy plays and only three big-time throws, it's hard as hell to win in this league when you've got numbers like that. But the way that Washington's playing offensively right now, the formula and the identity that they've taken after makes anything possible as long as the quarterback is protecting the football. Anybody who pushes back at the notion that the Washington Commanders aren't a contender or aren't a playoff team, look at the Tennessee Titans in the AFC. 7-3, and three, Derrick Henry's the leading rusher in the National Football League, and they're being quarterbacked by Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. It's not Pat Mahomes. It's not Josh Allen. It's not Tom Brady. It's a Jag playing the quarterback position for the Tennessee Titans. And he's game-managed them all the way to a 7-3 record. I think Taylor Heineke is capable of that, as long as he doesn't turn the football over. I think Carson Wentz is even capable of that, 
key caveat, as long as he doesn't turn the football over. And for the case of Carson Wentz, it's more than just him turning the football over. The other issue that a lot of folks have had with Carson Wentz, and the last caller just hit on it, is his inability to move within the pocket. Taylor Heineke, 4-1 and one as the starter this year, right? Was sacked nine times in his five starts. Carson Wentz started six games this year for the Commanders. He was sacked 23 times. That's the big difference right now between Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. But another difference is offensive coordinator Scott Turner. That's the key variable that a lot of people aren't discussing when we're talking about Taylor Heineke versus Carson Wentz. The play calling has changed significantly. Carson Wentz, when he was the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders during his six starts, was averaging 39 pass attempts a game. 39. Taylor Heineke hasn't thrown the ball more than 31 times since he's taken over. So I think that just tells you part of the reason why we've seen this turnaround offensively from the Washington Commanders, a part of the reason why they're one of the best teams right now in average yard to go on third down. They're playing more efficient, and they're also playing more conservative. Let's go to Peter in North Carolina once tapping. What's going on, Peter? Hey, guys. Listen, let me make a couple points. First off, Taylor Heineke is like a rookie, almost. Even though he's 28 years, he hasn't played that many professional games. 100%. I he's he's going to get better. And the thing about Taylor is the, the fact that the team plays for him and that he has made some significant plays when he had to, like in Indianapolis, like in Philadelphia. Even in, in the games that he's lost, he's made some, some significant throws. And the fact that he can run the ball and he's not a statue makes the defense have to look at him first and then respect the run of our two running backs second. But just the mere fact that he's there changes the whole complexity of the offense. And I want to tell you something. Taylor Heineke has beat some really good quarterbacks in his career. Yes. I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not a fluke. And, and another thing about Taylor, yes, sure, or, or, or excuse me, about Carson, he is done. If Carson Wentz goes ah, back in there, no, listen, wait, let me finish. Let me, no, he's do done. Ahead, he can't ahead, move. He cannot move. And if we had an all-pro offensive line like in like the one that Mark Rippon had where he got sacked nine times, Carson Wentz would be good. He could throw the ball like, like Rippon a, a mile, but we don't have that kind of line. And people are always saying, well, you've got to adapt to the players that you have. That's what Ron Rivera and his coaching staff have done. They have adapted to the strength of their team, which is a running game. But, Peter, and, Peter you're making a great point. But the thing about that is, and it's the numbers that I just referred to, the play calling when Carson Wentz was at quarterback was completely different. He was averaging because he's a completely different quarterback. Correct. He was averaging 30. <laughs> hold on, Peter. He was averaging okay. 39 pass attempts a game. Do you realize how much easier it is to get sacked when you're dropping back at, at that much more of a frequent clip than Taylor Heineke is? Yes, the offense. You remember? Yes, Carson Wentz right. struggle with mobility. Yes, Carson Wentz struggle with getting the football out of his hands. But the formula that we're currently playing with, we didn't see Carson Wentz in this commander's offense, which is why I think because of the physical attributes that he has on his right arm, the offense has more of an upside and more potential with Carson Wentz being under center. If you could protect him, but you can't. 
You can't protect the man. And listen, see, remember what I said? I started off my sentence, my whole whole argument about Taylor Heineke. Is he's the reason, one of the reasons, plus number eight's much healthier than the beginning of the season, and they're more involved with number 24. But this, the fact that he can run and he can move at any time because he's a dangerous runner, and you haven't even Peter seen him really 62 run. 62 yards and five starts. <laughs> yeah. So that's okay, but it, it's not the, it's not the amount of yards. It's getting the first down. It's it's making the plays. If he needs five, he gets six. If he needs four, he gets seven. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that he can move in the backfield changes the way the defense looks at the offense. They have to look at him. They have to add number four to their list. It's it's eleven on eleven, not eleven on ten. So it changes everything. So yeah, you I I get all the statistics, but here's the main statistics. His record of winning and losing. Hey, That's look, real- hey, Peter, I appreciate the call, but to think that I said it earlier, to think that the Commanders are winning because of Taylor Heineke is is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. We had to take a quick time out. When we come back, Nikki Javala, Commanders reporter for the Washington Post, is set to join us. She was out at practice earlier this afternoon. She gave us the latest for who's in and who's out for Sunday's critical matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Don't go anywhere. This is the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 